mornings a week, we meet before breakfast for an early morning run. We spend most of our time planning and reflecting on what's happening in our classrooms. This has become our favorite professional development. So we figured, why not share these moments with you? Welcome to Math Before Breakfast. This is episode 19, and we are excited to talk about the other F word, fractions. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tell Ruth I was going to say that intro. So um, we have, I have started fractions in my class, and I actually love fractions. I don't think of them as the other F word. I heard, I just heard that this past weekend at VCTM. <laughs> but we should mention that we are recording on Pi Day, and Ruth, you had to, you wanted to give a shout give out. a little shout out to my son who's 22 today. Didn't even know about Pi Day when he was born, but God knew I was going to be a math teacher and be able to celebrate big, except for I'm in a school where spring break is on Pi Day. So, so no Pi probably Day a shout out to all my students who would be having fun in school today, but instead you are on a cruise somewhere. Aww. Yeah. Hey, you could, I heard you could go to Blaze Pizza and get a cheap pizza. Did you know that? Yeah, you can get one for 314, but you, you have to wait in a line that's three hours and 14 minutes. So Yeah. And Tracy's dad will be near the front of that line. I know. My dad went like And it. we'll buy like three pizzas at 314 because he wants to get cheap pizza just to make them last throughout the day or the next two now days. Now you know my mom is hitting pause on the podcast <laughs> episode. Come here. Come here, Randy. Listen to this. You made the podcast. <laughs> you made the podcast. You're famous. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's, a, that's a lot of shout outs. We don't yeah. do shout outs, but yeah. okay. Trace, Randy, and all my students. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, we, um, we enjoyed VCTM. I hope you listened to the VCTM episode, and we had a great time with our um, three of our friends, and we appreciated them. So we got back. I got back. Ruth was on spring break, but I got back and just jumped with two feet in on fractions. And I thought we would just sort of talk through that. And um, I have ha- today kind of halfway planned, but I need your help, Ruth. So af- Right. And I'm we- excited because she's like planning my next week. Yeah. I just have to up it a little bit for sixth grade. But I feel like it's really important when you start fractions that you review Everything yeah. like you started with comparing and ordering and naming, right? And even as a sixth grade teacher, you ha- I have to come up with something to figure out where those gaps are because right. we also talked about how hard it is to be a high school teacher when you have to fill the gaps, yeah, all the way from the beginning of fractions. And unfortunately, we might not think fractions are the other F word, but there are a lot of kids who just saying that word mm-hmm. instills fear. Mm-hmm. And, and teachers, too. Oh, yeah. And I think that... And parents, too. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there was another speaker at VCTM, or maybe it was the same one, who said that in kindergarten, students really have a solid understanding of sharing and what it means to fair share. Yeah. And then we just teach fractions right out of them or instill fear Mm -hmm. because we you have to write it with a number on top of one and it's two numbers and you got to put the numbers in the right place yeah when they when they came with an understanding because they can share right yeah so i want to talk about what the pretest was that i did pre-assessment um i gave instead of a paper pencil test or a computer test I gave them a task basically and I said here's your fraction that I'm going to assign you and you need to make a museum exhibit about that particular fraction 
And I set out every fraction manipulative I could find and on the rug. And I gave them a big piece of paper that filled up their whole desk. And they, the first task was that they had to model it, that model that particular, particular fraction with at least five different manipulatives on, and they were to just like put it on their, on their piece of paper. They were, many of them wanted to trace it. And I'm like, no, just lay it there, leave it there, you know? And then after that, there was a whole list of other things that they could do with their number that would, um, kind of see where they are with other tasks. So the first one is, can you just model it? Can you make it? So talk to me about what tools there are. So when a teacher's looking in her closet. Okay. So, and, and I, it will just honestly say that you might not have all of these, but these are the ones that I pulled out. I had the circle fractions. There's like this little plastic set of, you know, the whole and the halves. Um, and then I have the same thing with with squares. So those are both area models and they're made out of plastic and, and each smaller piece is a different color. I have fraction towers. Uh, is that what you call them? I think they actually have a real a different name, but so fraction towers of like stick together like Unifix cubes. Yeah. I yeah. have fraction bars. Okay, yeah, but yeah, same, basically the same thing. Um, I set out Cuisinier rods, which if you've never used them, the idea of Cuisinier rods and fractions is that you always have to determine which piece is the whole, and that's pretty cool because it can change based on what you need to do. I set out um, yellow and red counters, hoping that some of them would do a set model, you know, like two out of three are red, something like that. Um, I set out number lines, like I just printed blank number lines. Not sure anybody actually ever used those, um, but that's okay. And I set out um, something else that's not coming to me at this point. So I am thinking about my closet. What else do you have? Well... The little foam squares that were... Oh, I put those out too. Okay. Yep. The red, yellow, and green. Right. Because they can kind of do set or area with those. Right. Pattern blocks. That's That was the one I that wasn't okay. coming to me. Yeah. So the hexagon, most of the time the hexagon will, or when you start, will be one whole. And then the blue rhombus is one third and the red trapezoid is one half. Why are you laughing at me? Sounds like some kind of uh, nerdy Lucky Charms. Right. I got a blue rhombus <laughs> and a mm-hmm. yellow parallelogram. <laughs> and, a... um, and then we, um, Ruth and I both have an additional set of pieces that you can get where the, it's half, if you're picturing the red trapezoid, half of that is brown. It's still a trapezoid, but it's one fourth of the whole. And then they make purple, tiny little right triangles that make half of the green triangle. And those are twelfths if the whole. That was mind blowing when I discovered those oh. pieces. So yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, I remember another one. I set out base 10 blocks and I didn't think anybody was going to take me up on them, but one girl did one eighth correctly with base 10 blocks where she like had. Like she did 0.125? Yes. Yes. Wow. And, and based on, you know, we, we've kind of talked about it a little bit. Oh yeah. I remember. It, you, you know, yeah. um, it was so amazing. She had something else first and I wasn't going to be like, no, that's wrong. I just was like, tell me about that. And she goes, not quite done and so then I came back later and she had put she had laid the flat down and she put one rod on top of it two um unit cubes and then five tiny little thousands like stacked up on top of each other it was so cool um I think that's most of the manipulas that I had can you think of any others that you would use no but I think 
even if you were in a school where you didn't have access to all of those manipulatives. Yeah. Because after being at VCTM, I'm realizing that you and I are really blessed with how much stuff we have in right. our closet. Yes. And a lot of teachers might be saying, yeah, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you could do beads or you could do pennies or mm-hmm. you could do a set of coins, anything that they could do, even if it was just five different set models. Yeah, right. Because the, I think the benefit of this museum is worth the effort of gathering the stuff. And yeah. if you don't have enough manipulatives for everybody to just lay them on their desk, they could draw them. Yeah. Like your students were trying to. I so, was thinking about, too, how you might find a site, like a virtual manipulative site, where you could get some ideas and then they could draw them. You know, they could... If you didn't have well, – I, I would hope everybody had pattern blocks. But if you didn't have them, you know, maybe you could set it up and then draw what you had on your paper. So, yeah. Um, so just don't give up if you're feeling yeah. like we don't have manipulatives. Yeah. All right. Keep going. So it was it was great. And I won't spend too much time there um, other than to say some really cool um, – thinking came out of that like the kid who was tell, telling me a comparison between one third and one fourth it was pretty mind-blowing um and, but then some obvious like whoa there's big hole there um one student who had i think two she had two fourths and she was showing two you fourths. two and one fourth yes yes that was like oh my gosh we got a long <laughs> ways to go here but you know i wouldn't have known that had we just jumped into fractions so i'm i'm I was aware of that. So after you've modeled it five different ways, some students are going to be able to do that really quickly, and some students are going to need the whole time to right. just come up with that. So that what do you what do happened. with the kids who are finished modeling five ways mm-hmm. successfully? So they had this big list, and I'll put it on the um, show notes, but they had this big list of other things that they could do. Can you do this? Can you can you compare it to the other fractions at your table? Can you count by your number to another number? Like, can you count by one-third to two or to six or whatever? Um, and they just could, like, look down the list and choose what they wanted to do. Uh, can you tell your fraction as a decimal? Can you add your fraction to another number with the same denominator or a different denominator? Um, and they just got to pick where they wanted to go. And, and that... Here you go, Jay. Ready? Check, check it off. That made a low floor, high ceiling task because um, he loves that, <laughs> or maybe hates it. I don't know. <laughs> um, I love it now. <laughs> yeah, uh, they really could just enter where they were ready, you know. And um, s- multiple times during the during the task, I would say we're going to have a stopping point. Everybody stand up, look around, go walk around, and see what people are doing. And that gave other people ideas. Um, and one time they stood up, I gave everybody three sticky notes and they had to go put like put a note on somebody's and then put a note on somebody else's and put a note on somebody else's, like either a question or a suggestion. And then another time they stood up, this was the last time they stood up. I don't think they'd realize this, but I purposely on opposite sides of the room had a pair. We talked about this when we were running, like somebody on the right side of the room has one third and so does somebody on the left hand side of the room but they were far enough apart that they didn't know that at first and so they had to meet with their partner and I really did have kids correct things based on what their partner said that was pretty cool I had some I I love that part when they were able to convince each other of a mistake and fix it so at the end we um cleaned up all the stuff it was it was insane like just if you just stepped back and looked at the room there was crap all over the place like because those like plastic circle and rectangle thing, square things just like 
to explode, you know, and the fraction oh. towers are everywhere. And it was, okay, I shouldn't say that part, right? say that part. Because now I'm thinking I have to do that six times. Yeah, but they cleaned it up fast. Like, things go away in a certain place. I don't know. Okay. I, it, it was, I was thinking the cleanup was going to be nuts, but they were, at least this right, particular class. You redeemed yourself great. a little bit. Because yeah. my eyes are getting big, like, I oh, I don't know it, if I can do But that. I kind of love it. I kind of, like, love to take a moment and look back and go, be like, I wish somebody would walk in this room right this second and see how crazy this is. Because it's awesome. Um, so then they walked around and looked at each other. So. Not everybody equates crazy with awesome, I though. know. I know. I do. Um and and they and I took I took this I think is important when you when you get to the end and you share have half of them stay still and they're the curators and so people come up to their space and they talk about it together like they're showing off theirs and talking about it and then you switch and have the other kids stay still and the other half move around because you you they would just run around if you said everybody go look at everybody else's mm-hmm. they wouldn't attend to it but they had to like walk up and talk to somebody about it i think that was important to the sharing part and i took pictures so i will post the pictures on the show notes see check my lesson plan's ready okay good yeah and you're well how, tell us and tell me how you're going to edit it you were kind of talking about that so in sixth grade I'm going to start at the beginning, like I said, with comparing, but we're going to go all the way to multiplying and dividing. And so I really want to do, can you show me half of your fraction? I did that one. That one was on there. Okay. Can you show me how many of your fractions would be in three holes? Yeah, that's a good question. And then can you write the equation that you made or that you did? Like, really, can you take that? And I'm curious, are they going to write one-third divided by two, or are they going to write one-third times one-half? Or Hmm. will the one-thirds on the opposite side of the room write it differently and figure Mm -hmm. out that it's the same thing? Um, And if I say how many one-thirds are in three, do they even know what kind of a problem that's going to be? You know, um, the dividend and the divisor. I would I would anticipate based on what I saw my kids do that they would be like one third plus one third plus one third plus one third all the way up to three. That's how I think they would write that. Like if you said to write my kids would write that equation that one third nine times equals three. So maybe I would say, can you write this repeated addition problem mm-hmm. as a division problem? Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Mm. Yeah. Right? Because you might be able to write it as multiplication, but then you could write it as division. Using I, the commu- like using the related facts idea. Right. Maybe. And the in- fact family and inverse, mm-hmm. all that stuff that's true about whole numbers, that's also true about... Yeah. So, so you have a place to go for those kids that really are able to take the next step. Like, you know what the next questions are going to be. And so even, like, can you count by one-third to one and one-sixth? One-third, two-thirds, three-thirds, that's a whole. Well, what are you going to do now? And so are they going to say, well, half of a third? How are they going to show that? How are they going to tell me that? I don't know. Yeah. I just have some students who are ready for something other than modeling fractions and I know I'm going to have some students who are like oh no she said fractions Mm -hmm. I'm frozen Mm -hmm. in fear that's a lot of f words yeah the uh (laughs) there's the title of the podcast (laughs) Jay always that's Jay's job is to listen for when when we say something you know I gotta this is completely but every time now that I watch a tv show 
like I'm watching Suits on Netflix mm-hmm. and they have the episode titles. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Jay would have come up with that. Yeah. <laughs> or I find myself listening. To find him. Yeah. 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 To find why did they call it that. That's I remember cool. when, well, <laughs> spoiler alert, my favorite television show of all time is The West Wing. And they used to, their, their titles were had something to do with the with the episode. And sometimes it wasn't terribly obvious. Yeah. Um, what exactly it meant, but you know, the same kind of thing. Like you see the, if you hadn't seen it before and you like try to figure out what the, what the title meant in <laughs> context of the episode. Some shows are way better at coming up with titles Absolutely. than others. I could yeah. tell which ones you would have worked for. Which ones were like, <laughs> eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, can I go back one? We should probably move on after this, but one thing I was thinking about the modeling. So, I have been like amazed at how many are modeling one half, let's say one half. And I've seen this several times this week that let model one half. They would like put a one, use some kind of piece to to mean the fraction bar and And then put put a two. What's the name of that bar again? The Viniculum. I was going to say that. I knew it was something like that. Good job. Yeah. Viniculum. Viniculum. Okay. That's also the name. Of the long division bar. Oh. Both of those have the same name because huh, they did they the, mean same, the thing. same thing. Oh, sweet. All right. There's your free, free. Um, Whoa. That could be the title too, Viniculum. <laughs> it's not nearly as good, but <laughs> yeah. I'll write that down. Okay. So the next Monday, coming back, the next thing that I did was the three act task that I made. And I, I knew I wanted to go into comparing fractions next. I felt like this group in general, had an okay ability to model. You know, it wasn't, there were not that many that were kind of clueless. And and the ones who were clueless at first got enough from their classmates that they're like, oh, I know what's happening here. So I went into the three-act task. And this is one, is the brownie task. And it's one that I made several years ago. And the premise of the three-act task is that you um, show them this video clip where you can see four different kids or people making a batch of brownies and you see them all put it in the oven and they have the same pan, whether or not they realize that, I don't know, but it is important that they make the same brownies in the same pan in four different ovens. And then they take them out and you can see them starting to cut them. And, but you don't see the details of the cutting. What you do see is four plates when you're finished and none of the plates, um, have the brownies cut in the same way or the same amount of brownies so then you ask them what do you notice what do you wonder and they and it was really interesting um how they asked she didn't ask it this way but basically was she was saying can I wonder something that doesn't have anything to do with math and I was like of course I got I I listened to the making math moments that matter podcast and that was a big part of one of the things that he said about using a three-act task like don't steal the joy of it by being like now that's not mathematical stop well I think that was Graham Fletcher who talked about how one of his where he's putting something on the thing the kids notice his hairy arms. Yeah. And he's like, that's like the best part. Yeah. Don't take that away from him. Yeah. yeah. So. And 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 also, like, somebody says something really smart, Alec, just keep on, you know, like, I want to eat all the brownies. Just keep rolling. Yes. You know, don't, like, turn it into a negative thing. So I didn't. Um, and the main question, the main question turns out to be, oh, it's important to say that all of the plates are cost five dollars so you see a sign that says a plate of brownies for five dollars so so is each plate all the brownies from that pan no but you're not sure at this point so at the so we they get all their we get all their questions and wonderings up there but we turn out to say 
um, if you have $5, which plate should you buy? Because they don't all look like the same amount. Which one's going to have the most? So that's the main question. And you don't know yet whether it's all the same pan, but you pretty much don't think it is based on what the, what the plates look like. So then the next, then you ask, then you have them estimate. Then this part was really hard. You know how like on a normal three-act task, which if you've never heard of a three-act task, I would, I'll point you to the place to listen. I, the, that Making Math Moments That Matter, they do a really good job unpacking what a three-act task should look like. So we'll put that link in there. Um, we haven't really talked about it in depth on our podcast right. yet. So you're saying we just did a collab with, we did. We did. Yeah. The, yeah. Like go there. Cause Math they just, people. yeah, they, they just really did a great job explaining that. Um, but the I will say that the estimating part was hard on this one because you're used to it being a whole number. And it's really easy to say what's a whole number that's smaller, what's a whole number that's bigger. And pl- um, and, and that placing it on a number line and, and some of them, that was really hard for some of them. They would put like a number like three. And I'm like, yes, I see it's three brownies, but we're talking about what fraction of the whole pan this might be. And because they couldn't see the pan. So it was tough. But but I think it was okay, you know, that if they didn't quite get the estimating part right, no big so deal. So this is all Act 1? So far, yeah. Okay. I haven't shown them Act 2 yet. So you have to do the estimating part before you ever see Act 2. Okay. And so there's – I'm using Graham Fletcher's, like, worksheet kind of – or recording sheet. Have you seen that or used it yet? I – no, it ha- but I like it because it has it kind of keeps you in order and where okay. to go. So it has the notice and wonder box at first and then it has the what question are we investigating? And we just copied it once we decided the one we were going to do or I had already decided. And then it had the <laughs> then it had the number line. And so they were supposed to put a too small amount, a too big amount and the actual amount. But they also had to add which plate they were talking about. So hmm. there's kind of two questions there. I think it's plate C, and this is the fraction that I think it, of the pan that I think it is. That's a lot of steps, I realize. Um, so second act shows them just photographs of the pans that have the leftover amounts in them. And so you see like two-fifths left in a pan, and you see three-eighths left in a pan, and you see two-fourths left in a pan, and you see... I'm not remembering what the other one is. Three eighths. Yeah. Did you say that? Or yeah, three eighths. And so then they have to like match. And I put I did put them side by side, which was an edit that's not actually on the like on the three act task. I kind of snipped the pictures and put them on my board side by side. Then they kind of have to match in their minds. Okay, this one's cut in fourths, and there are those two fourths on the plate. And this one's cut into eighths, and here's some eighths on the plate. So they had to match them up. And is it is it obvious? Or how is it obvious in the pans how much is left? It's obvious because of how where I took them out. It, it like and you can almost see a little bit of like cutting lines in some places from the knives. It that part they did not have any trouble figuring. Because yeah, I'm thinking out. Like, looking down at a pan of brownies and trying to figure out. I mean, I can you can guess, I guess, you know, looking how about how much is left in the pan. But like, if you didn't see the cuts, would you know? Like what the pieces? twelfths, for example, I didn't. I think it's six twelfths is the is the fraction. It is six twelfths, and I didn't just take out half of them. I took out like two from the top corner and four from the bottom row, so you could easily kind of match up where they came out of, and and that even led to them being able to like 
slide in their mind to over to here mm-hmm. and then they could see it was one half we 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 planned this on a run several years <laughs> ago right yeah and we spent a lot of time thinking about what the cuts would be and how you would know and how they were related so the fractions are i think spot on if i do say so myself <laughs> well good since this is a fraction list yes yes the choices of the fra- fractions were very intentional so have i talked too long about this no. th- thing no right. but i want brownies now yeah <laughs> right um so then they had all the information that they needed and they were supposed to just go and figure out which plate had the most and so one of the strongest things is that they were clearly able to see the two-fourths and the six-twelfths were equal. That was a pretty quick, everybody, most people got that. And you could do that because you were moving the pieces in your mind and seeing that they were equal to one half. So if we got nothing else, we got that. And then almost immediately, I had several kids who were able to put five-eighths and three-fifths as both bigger than one half. And I had this one guy who hardly ever engage really engages mm-hmm. i heard him say he wasn't even talking to me but i heard him across the room and he was like oh well i know that's more, about three-fifths i know three-fifths is more than one half because two and a half is half five and three is more than two and a half i mean like like he didn't even think about it he just rattled it off and i'm going whoa he's got some number sense there fraction sense and number sense that i wouldn't have known was there i would have assumed he had no clue but he was so is this where you insert your tweet Remind about me. van son Oh, well, I can say that, like, let me just skip ahead to the next day we we were doing the talking about it part. You know, we didn't finish the first day. So the second day was the the strategies. What did you do? And I and I purposely I really ordered that and kind of wanted it to go in the way that I wanted it to go because I knew it was going to take us a long time. And yes, there's the if you're comparing a fraction to one half. Yes, there's the idea of. Is the numerator more than half of the denominator? That's how I think people, kids usually think about mm-hmm. it, right? Like, re- or, or rename one half in the same kind of pieces and then think about if you're more or less than that. But Van, Van who was on one of our earlier episodes, um, his son in his reflection wrote about how if he's going to compare a fraction to one half, let's say um, two thirds, if he's going to compare that, he's going to double it. So he's going to say two-thirds plus two-thirds is four-thirds. If that four, if that's a more than one whole, then he knows that the fraction is greater than one-half. It's like backwards of how we usually use the one. I've usually used the one-half fraction. Uh, but I was like, wow. Yeah. So another, let's do another example. Like um, Seven-sixteenths. Okay, so seven-sixteenths plus seven-sixteenths is going to be fourteen-sixteenths. You're not to one whole. So that's less than one half. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. That's like the whole idea of listening to students' inventive strategies is worth it. And he's he, he was even using it again yesterday. Other kids are using it. And I'd never thought of that before. Okay, can I tell you another? Invi- mm-hmm. So I think I'm kind of done talking about the brownie task. There were, unless you have some questions. Okay, here's another inventive strategy I got this week. And I really wish that everybody could see me, but I'm holding up four fingers. Okay. Um, I'll just put the video up of this one. No, yeah. I haven't had a shower. <laughs> um, this is math before breakfast. Oh, um, okay, so this same guy who was saying about three, two and a half is half of five, blah, blah, blah. He goes, he was counting on his four fingers and said three, six, nine, twelve. Okay, so he ha- has four fingers and each one is three. 
And then he goes, he starts back again at his pinky and goes three, six, nine. And he was confirming that nine twelfths was three fourths because he touched all four fingers the first time. And then he touched three out of four fingers the second time. And I know he could not have articulated that, but that's what he was doing to like do equivalent fractions, see if fractions were equivalent. This was a student? This was a student. Okay, wait. He was he was comparing three fourths to nine twelfths. Yeah. Okay, so if I'm gonna compare two fifths to four tenths, yeah, then I'm gonna put up five fingers. Yeah, because of that and count by twos. Yeah. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Yeah. And then go back. You said two fifths. Mm-hmm. Then go back and count two of your fingers. Two, four. That's two out of five of your fingers. And you said four out of ten. Hmm. So if I'm going to, I got to get this. So yeah, if I'm going to compare two fifths to five tenths. Okay. Is that strategy only going to work when they're equal? I think it's his way of confirming that they were equal. Okay. So let's try another one. Like, So two-fifths and five-tenths, I'm not going to say five when I'm counting by twos. Right, yeah. you'll skip the five. So I could even know that five-tenths was between two-fifths and three-fifths. Maybe. Yeah, this guy might. Yeah. So, like, if you were doing hmm. one-third, if you wanted to figure out if one-third, even how many eighteenths, no. Yes. Yeah, how many eighteenths it was equal to, you'd say 6, 12, 18, and then you'd go back to that first one. One out of your three fingers is six eighteenths. Isn't that cool? I showed that to, like, the next class in my small group lesson yesterday and some of them were like whoa too many fingers and numbers i've lost but a couple kids were like whoa that was really cool and it was neat because it's not a kid who normally is mm-hmm. like the one that we're touting his strategies you know and if you had six fingers on one hand well, you I could do that. so many cooler <laughs> I fractions know. i know i did i mean the next we did one with six because i just was like hold up your next hand you know like so five six you could say, let's count by twos, or let's count by threes. Three, six, nine, 12, 15, 18. And if I wanted to figure out what five, five, six is, I'd keep, I'd do the count again and stop at the five. Three, six, nine, 12, 15, eighteenths is five, six, five. Whoa, I'm getting lost. That's five, right. six. Yeah. yeah, five, six. I hope that was understandable without the visual you're confused you're looking at can be confused even with the visual (laughs) i really feel like that's one of those things that is really beneficial for him yeah to then explain it i can't imagine standing in front of my class and trying to teach that as a strategy sure but when i'm in that after school setting and i've done every strategy and she's still not getting it let me show you something else that works give me a hand yeah, or just that kid. He's going to have his moments. I mean, he sh- has been shining in the last couple of days, but he's going to have his moments where he gets lost. And if I know that's his go-to, I can go back to that, mm-hmm. you know? Um. So the next – so this day two was talking about that, the brownie thing. And, yes, we we did okay. We got to the answer of – 
you know, we had to compare three-fifths and five-eighths, and we figured out which one was more, at least two different ways, but it was a whole lot of sitting and listening, and I felt that that whole day was a bust. For It felt like a bust because they were we were just listening for so long. They were listening to each other, but it was a lot of sitting and listening. Um, so I wrote, texted Ruth, like, I got to do something different. This is, I can't, I can't do another day of whole group sitting and listening. Um, so yesterday I went to leveled groups, rotations, station centers, whatever you want to call them. And I based that on the two days worth of like um, number talks and based on their feedback that they wrote after our discussion about the brownie task. And so I had three stations. One was um, wa them watching one of my videos about comparing fractions, which I, you know, have tried to stay away from, but I also knew it's it's written quality. I'm not talking about any freaking butterflies in the in the video. <laughs> and I, you know, I would rather them get the strat. I don't know. Part it of was me direct instruction. Yeah, That's what you're going to call that. And there has to be a time. Yeah. Everything's about discovery and conceptual learning, but sometimes there's a place yeah. for a kid to just receive direct instruction. Yeah. And so we're, we used to start with that. We're not starting with that anymore, That's but true. there's definitely a place for it. Okay. And we've been through this journey before where you're like, how can they not figure that out on their own? Yeah. Well, they can't. So tell them. Yeah. So yeah. that they have a strategy to go to. And so then the the small group time that I had with them, which we hope is the most beneficial time of your rotations, was us practicing it and putting it into place instead of sitting and listening and receiving it. So, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for the confirmation. <laughs> but sure. here was the improvement over just watch my video was Ed Puzzle. That's the name. Hey, of that's the, the name thing. of that, that uh, thing yeah. I couldn't think of the name yeah. of the other okay. night. So this was great. If you have never tried it in Ruth, you should try it. This can be your takeaway. I'm if you so need excited. One. Okay. Right. Hey, now she's telling you your takeaway. I have so Ruth. many takeaways. Like take away my lesson plans, go to the show notes and get <laughs> yeah. what Tracy made already. <laughs> Check. Okay. So, so you go into Ed Puzzle and you add and i figured all of this out within 30 minutes i promise you it is not hard um you add your content to your to you to your page or whatever and i just added my youtube video and every time i finished talking about a comparing fraction strategy and was getting ready to slide my next board over then i paused it and you add a question and it oh your kids aren't on Google Classroom. Well, we'll talk about that later. How to do that. Wah, but wah. I know. Because they were... All right, let me say. Sorry. They... um, <laughs> You add a question, and then it won't let them pass that point in the video until they answer the question. And they can't even, like, fast forward the video. It's got all kinds of, like, built-in, you know, you have to watch the whole thing, and then the question, and then go to the next one. Do you have to get it right? Um, No. It doesn't... I didn't... What I saw didn't have a checking feature. It just, you had to Didn't let you know you could... if you were right? Nope. Nope. So you could just type IDK and move yep, on? Yep, you could. Okay. Shh, quiet. Don't oh, say sorry. That. Now you've ruined it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but this morning, I clicked in there and went back to Edpuzzle, and I could click on there and see their answers. Because they logged in with Google Classroom, I could see each kid's, and I could see how far they'd gotten in the video and what questions. So some of them aren't done yet, and I'm hoping, I think it's going to work. We're going to try it. They're going to go back today and finish it if they didn't finish. And so then I could click, I could check them, like put a check, yes, you got it, and I could even add a comment if they missed it. Um, I started like realizing I was giving some of the same comments, so I 
we started writing the comments on a um, Word file and then just copying and pasting the same comments that they were doing over and over. And I got it all. I mean, I got them all checked this morning and the feedback done. So definitely that's worth a try. I don't know what you're going to have to do about Google Classroom, but maybe maybe they could make an Edpuzzle account without Google Classroom. All right. I'll look into that. Okay. So that was a great addition. Is there a way, and this is kind of a, a, a technology assistance question, is there a way for them to still experience the, the video with the pauses without an account? And y- even if it doesn't send you the analytics at the end. Maybe. maybe Because they just... you may not get that, that cool way to check back and see, but they still had to go through. They were still able to go through and watch the video, have the built-in questions. questions. And even if you don't keep track of it with Edpuzzle, you could, you know, you could touch back in afterwards with questions and talk to them I about think it. it's worth looking into to see if that's possible. And, you know, they might, you wouldn't want to say this, but they don't need to know that you're not getting the responses, you know. That's... Right. Well, I'm just thinking that I could have the questions pre-printed and have them written. So you write it and then you type in the box what you wrote. Mm-hmm. And so now I have a written form that they could put in their journal mm-hmm. to replace where you would put notes. Yeah. Like I don't use my videos a lot, but when I do, I have to have a way to hold them accountable for making it. And right. so I've created these close activities. But if my close activities became Edpuzzle questions and they could answer them there, so it would hold so them you could. I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not sure if I understood you correctly, but you don't want them to write it twice. So you, the question could appear on on ed on the screen and then they just answer it on their paper so they have to listen through to to get to the question you and know? then they would have to type they would just type one or something like next right they would they would just type yeah something. if you're not if you're not if you're not gathering the 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 data from Edpuzzle, doesn't matter what they type there mm-hmm. and they're writing down the real answer on the sheet of paper that or they could keep. write how confident they feel you know, like give themselves a rating of one, two, or three of how they confidently feel in their answer. Okay, so that was that was great. Then at my group, we were we ended up just taking this these um, Ames activity cards. It's an activity called Zero to One that I use every year. It's just these cards that are purposely the fraction cards that are purpose purposely selected to be tricky but able to order. And we just talked through the ordering and. You'd th- you'd think on the surface that sounds kind of lame, but they were actually quite engaged to try to get this huge set of fractions in um, in order and talking about equivalent fractions. It was real, it was really good. And then the one group that I'd felt based on all of their data, pre-assessment data, that they didn't need the video, they worked on this um, Google document that I made that was trying to see what they knew about fraction and decimal equivalents. And I thought they were going to get way farther. Most kids only got like two of them done. I don't, I don't even know what happened there, why they didn't get very far. Did they not? I was, you, like we talked about yesterday, I was using the pattern blocks for them to figure out what the fraction was. So they had to, like it would say, the whole is the blue rhombus, what fraction is the green triangle if the whole was the blue rhombus? Maybe they got stuck there. Maybe they had to think through the fraction part. I don't really know. And then they would say what fraction that was, what decimal it was, and how they know. And they just didn't get very far. Um, so now we need to talk about what we're going to do today. Do we have time? We do. Okay. So the t- – what? 
You said, now we need to talk. Yeah, and I'm doing all there the There hasn't been a lot of we. <laughs> oh, Jay. <laughs> I, well, now, Ruth, you need to tell me okay. what I'm going to do today. Well, I, I do forget that Ruth's not teaching this week. Yeah. So she's not coming to the table with my kids did this yesterday. But she has been a part of the teaching because every day I'm like, what do I do next? What do I do next? Isn't I have it? gotten up early every single day on, on your, my spring break. I know. And my and my students are benefiting from that. Thank right. you. <laughs> and mine will. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah. So, okay. So... I hate saying lower and higher. I don't like those words, Ruth, but my two groups that didn't have as much background knowledge, how's that? (laughs) They can finish the video, and then I have two IXL links that I think are probably the next best place to go, and I can get the feedback that way, and it's something that I can hold them accountable. What ideas do you have of what the third station will be yesterday it was the cover game which i'll i'll try to link i don't we don't need to talk about right now but i'll try to link that um but what do you think what kind of activity or game or something i really like that racetrack fraction game we have where there's five different number lines Mm -hmm. so you have one that's a hole and a half I think it's thirds, fourths, and fifths. Yeah. And you use dice, and you roll two dice, and you get three-fourths. And the object is to get all of your cars to the hole of mm-hmm. each number line. Mm-hmm. And with three-fourths, you can move one car on the fourths line, or you can move one car on the half and one car on the fourth. And so there is a lot of strategy yeah. in it. But it's low floor, high ceiling because you could just roll three-fourths and move it. And the tricky part comes when you already have your fourths car at the end of the number line. Yeah. And you roll one-fourth. Well, what can you do with Mm one-fourth? Okay. Can you move your half between two spots? No, you have to move it to a dot. So in that Uh case, you would really have to forfeit your turn. Yeah. Okay. We're going to do that. And that makes sense because yesterday's game was basically the same thing just with concrete pieces Mm -hmm. this is moving to i would say the representational right right of of equivalent fractions and it's a number line which i feel like is a really good way to do fractions and if you were talking about at the very beginning students didn't start with number lines when they were modeling yeah yeah um so the the group that had more background knowledge can you see my i'm trying really hard (laughs) the group that had more background knowledge um i think there's two versions of that game i think there's a um one that has less bars and then one that has more bars so there's more equivalent so i think i'll give them how do they roll a a fraction i mean is there a fraction die there is but you just use two six-sided die and the smallest number is your numerator so if you roll a three and a five, you got three-fifths. Okay. Yeah. So that way they can play, but it'll have the additional challenge. Just like I leveled the cover game yesterday mm-hmm. because those guys had two hexagons was was their hole, and they had to think about what the pieces would be equal to if two hexagons was a hole. Okay. So And then the the – Group that group that was doing the decimal thing, they can get back on the computer and finish that because they didn't get anywhere with that yesterday. It's now my my other question is what should I keep going? I think I know the answer to this, but should I keep going with my group? Should I like at the rug, my station? We should probably move into fraction and decimals, right? 
With direct instruction, yeah. Um, with you leading that. Yeah. Do I do I do get out the um the grid paper? Like you know how you can get a page of that we've we wait, when didn't we do this on a podcast before? Yes. And then I used it in my classroom. Why did we talk about it? Because you already did this? Or was I talking to a teacher about it? Mm. I think I was talking. I had a conversation with a, another teacher, a fifth grade teacher. Oh, right, about how to turn fractions to decimals, what's right. Yeah. So you haven't done that in your class. No. Okay, we're doing that today. I'm going to yeah. just get out the – I got to go back and listen to that podcast on the way to work. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'll do. I'll just get out the grid paper where it has a whole bunch of 10 by 10 grids, and we'll just go one by one. Is there any way to make that context or more interesting or – is there anything to do about that? You know, they have, you could do money. Um, oh, Clarity Innovations is who does it. It's the app of the base 10 blocks. Yeah. Well, they have an app where the background is the 100 grid, and you have the option of coloring part of the 100 grid and then dropping a coin in that spot so four quarters fit in the 100 grid. You could help them make that relationship hmm. between fractions and decimals, and I okay. I could probably is, help you find that app. It has um, to be an app. It's not a website. Well, we thought that about the base 10 blocks, and you found it on yeah. Google Classroom. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. So maybe money, or maybe we just work through it, and that'll be okay. You got any suggestions there, JJ? I'm I'm sitting over here trying to figure out how you're going to fit 10 dimes into a square. <laughs> Does it do that? So it makes the rods a tenth, uh -huh. and inside the rod is when you drag this, I'm pretty sure, like when you drag this dime that is like about full size, it just makes it tiny, like a tiny little dot inside a tenth. Okay. Because uh, um, so, I, could, I could picture four big quarters. Right. I could do it. Sorry, that my answer is no. I've got no idea. <laughs> I could do. I could maybe. Um, I usually have them sitting on the rug, but they're right up beside my smart board. I could maybe have them sit on chairs, and we could use the smart board. Like instead of it being tiny, it could be huge on the whole board, and we could be doing it that way. Mm. Okay, we're gonna move on to fractions and decimals, and then the next day is gonna be comparing fractions and decimals. That's the fifth grade SOL that we're working towards. That's why I'm doing it here. Um, is because now they're going to be given four fractions and decimals and have to put them in order. And I don't want them to turn them all into decimals. You know, like mm -hmm. that's what, that's what I've seen some you teachers do. You want them do. to have that background knowledge. Yeah. Okay. I got to say one more thing okay. and then we, we got to get on the road. Um, and that is that I have done Three days of fraction number talks. I have that that fraction, decimal, and percent number talk book by Sherry Parrish is worth its weight in gold. I know it costs so much money, but it is it is so good. It has so many great. It's that green one that we've. Yeah, you. I keep telling you, you need it. You need it. Um, but I, I fraction the number talks take a while. My kids have so much to say about it, but I've done one each day. The first one was just a. Here's a zero to two number line. It had one marked on it. And where is one half and where is uh, 
one-fourth and two-fourths and three-fourths, and you don't know how many kids put one half on the one because it was half of two holes, and we we got that. We understood it. And then the next day was um, two, two rectangles, the same size, cut into eighths, but cut in different ways. You know, one was cut four rows four columns of two and one was just cut eight columns and and they were shaded the same amount and are they really equal why not um to yesterday's was a, a number line with zero and one fourth marked on it and that was it there was no one hole it just went on into oblivion and they had to say where five eighths was and they got it like they so they marked they have knew where one fourth was and not everybody, but they eventually explained it around the room to each other. And then they went to two-fourths, which was one-half. And then they went back and marked the eighths in between all of the fourths. And then they saw how big an eighth was. And so they did one more eighth bigger than that. And that was really cool. Um, and I, what I picked up from hmm. listening to a podcast or a something from Sarah Vanderworth with, with, with her stand and talk. What has made this better is giving everybody a tiny little piece of paper with the number talk on it, letting them think about it ahead of time, do their silent thinking time, and then stand up and take your piece of paper with you and talk about it by like looking at each other's paper in your hand instead of just looking at it on the board. That really has changed the like the turn and talk part the stand and talk with the piece of paper in your hand. So it's kind of mashing the number talk idea and her stand and talk idea together. And it's been great. And one girl was like yesterday, who's not normally engaged in this kind of stuff was like, can we do some more number talks? (laughs) Like, okay, I am not quitting this strategy so Hmm. fast, you know? And, and, and they keep coming up to the coming back to those things in our conversations. Like, I think it's bought time. You, th- I, f- I had f- felt in the past that it's like, oh, we're wasting so much. We're taking so much time for this. But it, it they are coming back to it. Yesterday, the idea that one-eighth is half of one-fourth, I heard that so many times because of our conversation in the number talk. Okay, okay. <laughs> but you do it. You do, you do, I do your it. number sense routines as your warm-up every day. But, I do. Um, but I don't have the book. Okay. Yeah, tell your tell your principal who you were just bragging on about how good they were. Right. Tell your principal to get you the book that costs a million dollars. <laughs> it's All like right. eighty dollars or something. I know it's a lot. Yeah, but it's worth it. I think it. The resources okay. in there are good. She's <clears throat> laughing at what are you laughing at me for? Because you didn't have to pay for it, you got it from as a textbook. I know that's true. <laughs> no, I got it. We bought it at school when when for oh, a okay. training. Okay. Yeah. And there's one per unit. It's not like I'm hogging the whole book, you know. There's We're sharing it. Uh, <laughs> we're allowed to share like it. Like I shared the smart board. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's checked That's out indefinitely right. to me. If you need it, you'll have to come find That's it. That's exactly how it goes. All right. So it's time for takeaways. Who's got a takeaway? Oh, I want to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The spring break should be over. Right. So my takeaway is that I have to finish GCF and LCM. Finish strong, not just quit and move on because it's not been successful yeah and move into fractions and i'm gonna get all the way through fractions and still hit ratios before the end of the year Woo. i've got so much to do let's not even talk about how much i have left to go <laughs> jay do you have a takeaway my takeaway is i have you were saying earlier about comparing fractions and you said you didn't want them to convert everything to decimals you wanted them to Right. Think in fractions, I guess, or, or yeah. work in fractions. And I realized that 
my my knowledge of fractions or, or in my head fractions is really used for for measurement like anything else if you start talking in abstract fractions I'm going to convert it to decimals. Okay. I'm not going to think in fractions mm-hmm. unless I'm thinking measurement, like on a ruler or, yeah. you know, and it comes probably from my dad being an engineer and, you know, draftsman. He can rattle off the the equivalent fractions or decimals for like all of the one quarter, one eighth, one sixteenth, one thirty second. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that stuff just right off the top of his head. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, picked up some of that knowledge from him, but... I don't think in fractions in the abstract. I, I just don't where I can think decimals in the abstract much mm-hmm. easier. Mm-hmm. And I was listen when you said that, I thought, I wonder, like I would never think of, you know, oh, well, something 17ths or something, you know, it just doesn't. My so brain... you would turn three seventeenths into a decimal somehow before you compared that to. Now, if the, if the, maybe not comparing because, you know, if it's what, you know, what's bigger, three seventeenths or. One fifth or one fifth. That would I. I mean, I would. That would be tough. I don't know that I would turn into into decimals, but I wouldn't. I just don't think. I just don't think in fractions. Hmm. 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 We both said at the same yeah. time. <laughs> but it's yeah. For for me, fractions are for measurement. Yeah. And. Well, thank you for having a need for fractions because there are some people who think that they shouldn't exist, like yeah. the people on my discussion board oh gosh yeah you're her <laughs> math teacher discussion board who was given fra- oh, let's not even talk about that okay so my takeaway is don't quit the number talks i i, I start things and then i'm like oh we're, we're oh yeah how's your morning meeting going i haven't quit it we're still having a morning meeting Woo-hoo! i know <laughs> yeah that's amazing it really is that we're like on week two that's <laughs> that's a streak for me <laughs> Um, and it's getting faster and I like it. And I yesterday I used this was a good idea. Yesterday I used the morning meeting to introduce the game while we were already seated and calm. So I took a little bit of I did a little bit of instruction during the morning meeting, which and I tied it to my sharing question, which is what is your favorite game? See, see. So don't quit the things that are working. That's my my Ooh, preaching to myself. At our school, that's called fence it in. Fence it in. Fence it in. What do you want to put a fence around? Because it really works. Okay. There's a place for change in education, so yeah. many places. But then there are some things that we just put fences around because so, those are good. Fence around number talks and morning meeting yes. for sure. Keep it going. All right. See you on the run. All right. See you tomorrow.